Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And this week I'm going to be joined by another male guest. Yes, someone from the male species is going to be joining us for our current mood combo. Nick Vile, you might know him from being The Bachelor, being on The Bachelorette, or you might keep up to date with him now on Instagram and his podcast. My favorite thing about Nick is that he does ask Nick on Instagram where everyone sends in all these dating questions. And I mean, what better person to ask than someone that has dated a lot of people and is a guy so we can get the other person's perspective. So I asked Nick if he would come on and talk about dating with me because obviously it's a it's a new topic that we've never been able to cover on this podcast um, since it was launched until the past few months. You know, I'm not going to lie. Nick does kind of flip it around on me. At one point, um, and you know what? We're just gonna let it happen. We're gonna we're keeping it in the podcast, so you will get to enjoy that. But first, let's dive into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week is I am excited, and I love being in an excited mood because ugh, it's like. It's a little tough because obviously you don't want to like live too much in the future, but it does feel so nice to have things to look forward to, especially, you know, sometimes, especially in the world we live in right now, there's not a lot to look forward to right now. And that's why I made it my point to plan things to be excited for, because you can obviously get excited about like your day-to-day things, like have little mood boosters throughout the day, but you really want to like make sure you're putting stuff into your schedule that legitimately gives you excitement and I'll just be like driving in the car or like sitting around doing whatever and I'll just think oh I can't wait to go do that like I can't believe I booked that trip or that I get to see this person and it just like is such an instant mood boost because you're excited and you have something to look forward to and it just spices up your life a little bit I feel like we all need to spice up our lives like if anything we all need spice because it's been a little stale around here everyone's like hot girl summer and it's like okay like look hot all you want that's fine ladies but I bring you spicy summer where we just spice up our lives like it's nobody's business I've been booking trips left and right. And I don't want you guys to think, oh my God, just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you get to like do whatever you want. (laughs) You think I don't know that? Come on, you guys. I'm just like trying to boost my mood over here. I just, I, I need to get a little bit outside of my comfort zone, do things that are new and exciting. I've never really done stuff like that. And so I'm just excited. I have a lot of exciting things on the horizon. I leave in, oh, I don't know. I'm not counting down or anything like 24 to 48 hours to go on my best friend's bachelorette party finally I've literally been looking forward to this all year so it's nice to have 
things that are exciting. So it's not like, oh, like I'm going to get home and I have nothing else to look forward to. No, don't worry, ladies. We have other things on the calendar. We are spicing up our lives. Honestly, my worst mood this week was just, I hate how my mental health takes a toll when my physical health does. It is so goddamn annoying. Like... I was in such a cranky mood this week because I was not expecting to get sick from getting the first dose of the vaccine. Obviously, very, very worth it, but I just don't think I was mentally prepared for it, and I was also, like, mentally fighting it. I'm never the type of person that, like, gets sick and doesn't want to be sick. Usually, I just let it happen, and this time, I was not expecting to be sick, and it totally messed up my entire week, and so I think there was just a lot of, like, guilt and, like, shame and annoyance surrounding that because I wasn't expecting it, and as if I have any control in telling my body like how to react to something. And so it's so frustrating when then our mental gets involved and we're like, oh, but like, I don't want to be tired and I should be doing this. And I didn't get to finish filling out my planner for the rest of the week. It's like, okay, well, listen, you just survived a pandemic and finally got to the end of the tunnel or close to the end of the tunnel and got your first dose. Sorry, you're not going to feel good for two days. Suck it up. You know, but like those thoughts weren't running through my head because I was being a big, big baby. I I literally was being a baby about it. And that's just disappointing to me. So that's my worst mood of the week because I'm disappointed in myself for being a big, fat baby. And I'm just glad it's over with. Honestly, it's done. We're done with it. It's good. We're moving forward. That's all that we need to know. If you're having something that's interfering with your happiness or it's preventing you from achieving your goals... You need to talk to someone about it. That's what I do. I even told my therapist last night that I was being a big baby and then I very much knew it and she made me feel better about being a big baby. And guess what? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can literally start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. I recommend this to anyone that is new to starting therapy. It is so easy. It's a great way to kind of get comfortable with it, really find your match. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matchings so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Date around, ladies. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash mood. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, probably because of me, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and mood listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com mood. This week for my mood boosting section, obviously, like I said, my week totally got turned upside down, which is just, you know, it's, it's not the great greatest, but... Something that was a mood booster for me this week was addressing my feelings and communicating them. I realized that I'm very good at avoiding my own feelings and just kind of shoving them under the rug. And it, it really wasn't sitting right for me. So I took it upon myself this weekend to address how I was actually feeling and communicate with and communicate about it, which is something that I was actually very uncomfortable doing. However, it actually 
was very relieving. Like it feels nice not having to build up or like continue to build up like resentments in my life. It feels nice to just kind of like get things off my chest and really just talk about them. Cause as much as it's scary or it's like, you don't want to deal with it. Like it just becomes toxic for your own mental health. And it actually is a mood booster when you get to have that sigh of relief and just be like, okay, like I'm talking about it. I'm taking action towards it. Like it's not going to get solved overnight, but I can do my best to move forward openly and honestly by talking about how I actually feel instead of just like waiting for things to happen for me. Like you have to go out and make them happen and you can't, you know, have people treat you right or get something you want if you don't ask for it if you or if you don't say how you want to be treated. And it's obviously much easier said than done. I literally just said I was uncomfortable doing it, but I definitely have to say it was a mood booster once I got like everything off my chest by the end of a long week. And especially after going to therapy last night and just kind of like whining it out and just being so annoyed with myself and noticing that I was building resentments and noticing that I was having this negative self-talk in my head and just openly and honestly communicating about it feels like a little bit of relief because I don't have to get it all fixed today, but at least I know I'm aware of it and I'm working on it and I can keep working on it authentically as opposed to just putting my head down and doing what I usually do, which is avoid and just like override. It's like literally ignore and override. And I don't want to do that anymore because it just creates like these mental breakdowns later and it's like these mental breakdowns that just happen like all throughout the year and I'm just like so over that so it was a big mood booster just kind of like taking accountability communicating openly and honestly and I hope that I can continue to keep doing that another one of my mood boosters this week was acts of service you guys know I love acts of service I think that the best way to get out of your own head is to help other people is to just ask someone else how they're doing and I think for me when I'm obviously really in my own head and I don't know how to communicate my own feelings it's really just such a mood booster for me to like be of service to other people and I feel like that's such like a professional or like kind of boring way of saying just like doing things for people like really putting yourself back in the situation of being the person that opens the door, something as small as that, or getting someone's coffee behind you or doing stuff for your friends, like being the one that organizes sending your friends flowers or whatever, like that's stuff that my friends and I do all the time. And so definitely just like helping my friends this week and doing stuff that I needed to do for the bachelorette party coming up and just being excited about things, but then also feeling good knowing that like, I'm not just waiting around you know, for other people to like boost my mood, like playing an active role and like making memories and spreading kindness and good vibes and just all that stuff with the people in my life and just kind of not being little negative Nancy over here and wanting to pout about things and be like, oh, I have so much to deal with. Putting yourself out there, doing more and in a way where it's like little things that add up to great results for other people too and that that in turn boosts your mood. So those were both kind of broad mood boosters, but I'm hoping that they're broad enough that you can relate them to your life somehow, because I think that when I'm really starting to bottle things up and bottle emotions up and not really taking care of myself and like checking in and like really honoring how I need to feel, that's when I start to become cranky. That's when I start to act like a baby. And it's just like, it, it sucks. Like it doesn't feel good. Like you get to this point in your life where like, it's not cute anymore. It doesn't feel good. You're not like enjoying it. You're just like, oh my God, I actually don't want to feel like this anymore. I actually do want to be that best version of myself. So those are just kind of like little things that helped me be able to get back on track with that. And I think also we have to remember that these things happen and sometimes we can't control how we feel, but we can control how we deal with it. And so that's why the mood boosters come into play of like, those are things you can do to deal with how you're feeling. 
I also want to remind you guys that Mother's Day is coming up. My mom's actually coming in town for it. I have so many little goodies in store for her because she deserves it. I mean, you guys, our moms literally deserve a killer Mother's Day this year. We've all been through the ringer. And you guys know one of my favorite gifts to give, well, I guess to receive, is jewelry. And I've been talking to you guys about Anna Luisa, and I wanted you guys to know that they're doing a Mother's Day sale from April 12th. And so... You can obviously go shop for yourself because you guys know, like, it's hot girl summer. Like, we all need gold jewelry to go with our bikinis. But don't forget that you guys can get something for your mom. So this is, like, honestly, I might be doing you a huge favor by reminding you this and letting you know that Ana Luisa is having 15% off all of their products starting on April 12th, okay? So you can purchase even now. Jewelry is my favorite gift, especially for my mom, because obviously you can do something personal, but it also just makes them feel so special. And it's, like, something that, you know, you know maybe they can pass down to you one day. And it's just so, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like jewelry is the best and most meaningful gift. I really do. And I'll never stop getting my mom jewelry and I'll never stop asking for jewelry. The reason I love Ana Luisa is because they have everything from dainty pieces to chic pieces. They're really timeless and obviously they're ethically crafted. They're affordable and they're super long lasting. I feel like just straight up rich when I'm wearing them. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like that gold ring that I have, it's like, hi, how are you? Like, that's all I need in my outfit. I just feel so chic. I feel put together. Jewelry is just the absolute must have for any cute outfit. My mom is going to be so excited. Just don't tell her that I will be shopping on the sale. So you'll feel really great about purchasing from an incredible business that gives back. They're carbon neutral. They have fair prices, exceptional quality and limited batches. Just make sure to place your order so it gets in time for Mother's Day. If you want to guarantee standard shipping before May 9th, make sure to place your orders in the U.S. Wednesday, May 5th, and internationally Monday, May 3rd. Their pieces start at $39, and they have new jewelry collections released every Friday. So make sure you're following along on Instagram. You can get some inspo, start shopping around for yourself and your mom. 15% off the entire site. You can go shop now. I'll put a link in the description of this episode. All you have to do is go to analuisa.com slash moodmd for Mother's Day. analuisa.com slash nd. Go treat yourself and your loved ones and use my code moodmd to get 15% off. I absolutely recommend them. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go check them out at analuisa.com slash moodmd, code moodmd. You guys are going to love it and your moms will thank Thank us. Now let's jump into a little segued current mood combo topic. Obviously, I have Nick here to join us and we are going to be talking about all things dating. Just a little quick current mood combo for you guys to, I don't know, boost your mood. Let's go. I really want to introduce you as a relationship expert and it just, it feels right in my mind, body, and soul. And does anyone, do you refer to yourself that way? Does anyone else refer to you this way? Uh, a lot of people do. I, I definitely don't, um, specifically because, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to school for it. I don't have any degrees on my wall and I, I find that it works better when I don't call myself an expert and let other people do that for me. So, so thank you. Um, because as someone who, uh, has, you know, was first kind of, you know, I guess noticed on The Bachelor, you know, I went from, you know, notoriously unlucky in love as it, you know, specific to that franchise, but that's all, all people mostly knew me as. And so, you know, it's been, a, it's been a crossover, you know, and I've recently invested more time on, on, on TikTok, which is kind of fascinating because, 
you know, I've spent like better part of two and a half years on, you know, social media and doing my, you know, questions with Nick and my podcast and all that stuff. And so I've kind of built this reputation and all of a sudden you dive over to TikTok and people are like, what the fuck would I take advice from you? <laughs> um, so it's, it's, uh, which is, I guess it, in a good way, it's, it's good because it re- makes you realize there's a whole new market. Um, and, and so, but, uh, yes, I, I don't. And I, it, that's helped me out. You know, like I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist. Um, it feels good when I have therapists reaching out, uh, and, and letting me know that, uh, I give good advice or some, I mean, today, literally on, on my podcast, uh, well, when we recorded, I had a family therapist call in and ask me for advice. What? What she want? What she want your advice about? It's happened more often than than people realize. And she didn't. We didn't like. She didn't come out and say that. She just mentioned it in the email. Um, I, quite frankly, I was shocked to find out <laughs> that she was. Um, but um, yeah, I don't want to give it away just because I don't want. Oh, to it's not her. out yet. I don't want to call. Her. Well, I also like. I don't want to call her out. Right. 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 Know, right. Because um, it wasn't mentioned. It just. It, I just knew. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't, I think if I were to call myself an expert, it would open me up for criticism. Um, and it's safer that way. Yeah. We, we love a safe space. We really do. And you know, I'm, I'm freshly single and my selfish plan. Yes. My selfish plan. Are we excited about this? So, you know, at like the beginning of the, the freshness, we were, we were not excited at all. However, now we are extremely excited. We're doing absolutely fabulous. However, the dating thing is like something I've never really done, which is shocking, I guess, because I've, I've been in relationships, but you know, sometimes they just like happen and then all of a sudden you're like, are we boyfriend, girlfriend? So I've never done like the actual dating stuff. And so my selfish grand plan is to have other guys and dating people on so that I can get advice for all of my listeners while simultaneously taking the advice for myself. Great. And it's kind of actually working, but I always read your Ask Nick questions because it's so interesting. I think it's so interesting when a guy answers a question like with emotional intelligence. And I'm just like, wait, whoa, there are guys out there that have brains. This is crazy. And you mentioned that you were on TikTok and I was watching some of your videos and I was like, I'm sorry, dating expert? Are we like also a therapist now? It was like so in tune and like just spot on with like emotional needs and feelings because I like love mental health, obviously, as my listeners know. So I have to say, I'm very impressed with your advice. And for someone who was quote unquote, you said it, not me, unlucky with love, you seem to know what you're doing. Well, a couple things of that. I mean, one, I mean, in terms of like my reputation on The Bachelor, it's a reality TV show that is <laughs> obviously edited. And I always, th- I always thought that was kind of interesting just because, again, it, it is the show. I, you know, as this guy who was the two-time runner-up, I still had to like beat out 58 other guys to you know so like it, even that even though i was but no one really cares about that there was like you lost <laughs> um, but um but to that end though or or the truth is i always kind of say like i was always been in, interested in relationships and love even before i was on the show you know through my own experiences my own heartbreak you know breaking people's hearts having my heart broken um who would you want advice from you know, the person who's like, you know what? 
I just went to the grocery store when I was 21, and there he was, and it's been roses and amazing love ever since, and we have... I don't know. We don't fight. Everything's great, you know. And then you're like, you you come to them with a problem, and they're like, well, uh, if you just did it, like it's like this, it's like the genius science teacher teaching science. You're just like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. You're speaking in in a different tongue. But like, you know, the person who's been through it, who can relate, who, you know, most of the things that I talk about, I've experienced on some level, right? Yeah. I, you know, through my own mistakes and hardships, and I think. Um, uh, you have to gain experience if you're going to be able to speak to anything intelligently. You should, you know, uh, if you've lived through it, you probably can speak to it a little bit better than people who haven't lived through it. And and often when I get asked questions about relationships, those questions are, my relationship's amazing. How do I make it more amazing? You know, it's usually something's wrong. I'm feeling a certain way. I'm insecure about X, Y, or Z. And, and how do I interpret it? And, and I think um, that's probably, you know, through my own failures, it's allowed me to become uh, more introspective. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like you, one of my friends, well, actually, you know her, Claudia Oshray. Um, yeah. She, her and girl with no job and boy with no job they literally I think it was like her first date and they like literally have lived happily ever after so you know I'm calling her crying after my heartbreak and she's like everything's gonna be fine and I'm like you don't know shit about anything like I'm like I understand you're trying to be a good friend well, but she is she is right about that but yeah you're right you're probably probably doesn't feel very helpful when she's like I don't know I have to go back to hugging my husband I know and the, but I will say the only thing that is helpful is like I think when you have healthier relationships around you and you see how like men treat women you're like oh I could have that so that was like a little helpful but I now I'm at the place where like I need someone like you to give advice to my listeners for me because I'm my head's all over the place in a sense where like even my brother was like giving me advice and my first thing was like run dude you gotta run it's gonna end bad get out of there as fast as you can I'm like so heightened of like I feel like orange flags are like red to me now and I need to like tone it down does that make sense you're the second person today who's referenced something as an orange flag really and I had never heard that before it's like they're almost red you know it was from the uh the therapist um tell me about your breakup no, I need to talk to you. No, I don't said tell me about your breakup. Okay, just really quick. Just really quick cuz I'm supposed to be, you know, I I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but like you're this is you're going to uh dissect, okay? Um my breakup was in October. It is now April. And it was very much like out of the blue, but at the same time you're expecting it, you know what I mean? And it's so like he, he ended it. Yeah, I'm a fighter, dude. I will, like, I will fight tooth and nail. I will make anything work. Like, I am your girl, like, ride or die to the to my own fault, like, for sure. I'm, and I'm, um, I'm, sim- I'm similar that way. Or yeah, it's like maybe, like, you probably should have broken up, like, two years ago, but you let it go on, like, the next two years because you're, like, trying and trying and trying kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I think that, I think the reason why I say even like your TikToks is like the emotional intelligence aspect is because for me, I think maybe I'm like very like in tune with my mind. And so 
the emotional maturity just doesn't match up and it's hard to communicate and it's hard to have like talk to a guy about feelings and then all of a sudden you're growing so fast as a person and the other person's not growing at the same rate and you're like you got to cut your losses and I didn't fight for it I was just like okay and then I called my mom and I was like I think I just got broken up with and then I went into like a deep dark hole for like quite a few months and I got out of it like a month and a half ago and I just started dating again and it's very interesting What was the hardest part about your breakup that you had a hard time accepting? Just that it was just that it was over. Like I I it was the it was the why am I not good enough? Like yeah. why why me? Like why is this happening to me? Like why like I don't understand like how you don't love me enough to like stay? But that's also like partly like my own shit, you know? It's like no, abandonment I mean, that's, shit. That's all it's all of your own. It's, it's all it's all our own shit though. And I think that that's like why it's it's so funny when it's like, oh, uh my no one ever writes in like my relationship is so amazing. How do I make it more amazing? It's like in what world are two people just like com- able to completely constantly understand each other? Like there's always it's two people trying to coexist. It's always going to be rocky and tough cuz like you're just two totally different people. Not rocky and tough in a toxic way like in a sense of like you have to make compromises and agreements and all that stuff and I think but there's like a totally healthy version of that yeah, and I think that finding finding that balance. What would, what what would uh I'm sorry, I don't mean to be I'm just kind of trying to understand your relationship. What was uh what was the thing that you, why did he say, he, why did he break up with you? Because there was a, it was started with the pandemic okay. and it was that kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm in a depression on his end. And I was like, I'm here. Like I got you. I think he wanted out because he wanted to focus on himself. I think, I think a theme I've seen with a lot of guys is like, I have to have all my shit together before I can be in a relationship. And I'm over here just like, Okay, you don't, but sure. And then the last straw was, you know, everyone's buying houses and moving in together. Everyone's leases are up, like in our friend group or whatever. And we're going to be the only two. And I'm like, okay, we should talk about living together. And then in his mind, that was like, you should impregnate me right now and we should get married and move into a house tomorrow. And it just was like a no-fly zone. And I was just like, what's coming up for you right now? How, did, how are you feeling? What, is, what, did, what just triggered you? And so then I let, him, I let him go. But he did start therapy, which I think is really... Yeah, but just be careful that uh, you're happy for him, but not waiting for him. Happy for him? I was definitely waiting for like a month. And then I like went into like the anger like mode where I was like, Fuck everyone. Yeah, why didn't you do this when you were dating me? Kind of. Were you mad that he didn't do that when he was dating you? Yeah, because I, I was like, I've been telling you to go to therapy for a year. And then you have one session and you come over and break up with me. Well, no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's not... That's a, oh, that's a, that's a, my a, life uh, is a comedy. Literally, I was on the podcast like last week. I weirdly had like a date, like, a, and of course it was a Raya date right after. It was just literally the timing of everything. And it was a practice date. Like I didn't care. This is, and this was my mistake. You're like, you'll probably be like, Lauren, you're an idiot. I was like, I was just sw- swipe happy, you know? It was like all the ego boost swipes where I was like, I just wanted people oh, yeah, to like oh, yeah. me. I think that's great. I think it's but you're that. not supposed to go on a date with someone you have zero interest in. So my 
my problem was I was like, I don't care. It's a practice. I was so nervous. It was horrible. And within the first five minutes, he's telling a story about his ex-girlfriend. And I realized he's talking about one of my friends. And I didn't. Well, I mean, that's, that's the raya of it all. But I actually disagree. I, I, I think it's good. I should just go? go? On, I think it's good to go on dates where you don't have a lot of emotionally invested. And I think it's good. To, like dating is, uh, dating is the same as like exercising and getting in shape. You know, like you work on your physical health to like feel and look your best. You work on your mental health to be emotional. And dating is like no one, like people are like, I fucking hate dating. It was like, yeah, it was never meant to be fun, right? <laughs> if, if, if your goal, if like, you know, listen, everyone had like, we're getting into more and more non-traditional relationships, but ultimately still the majority of people are hoping to find one person, right? You know, get married, not get married. I don't know, have kids, but like, you know, be in a monogamous relationship for their whole life. Right. And so if that dating is to serve that need, right. And, and with that, like, you're going to strike out. We keep, we keep forgetting that we're trying to find one person, you know, and I always I love the criticism. I get that. I love the criticism. It's just like, wow. Why would I take your advice? You have like you've never had a relationship work out. You're in a relationship right now. Oh, uh, she has a girl crush on you. I'm supposed to let you know. Um, I have a girl crush on her. Like literally, the moment you started posting her first, I was like, oh my god, Nick has a girlfriend. Like just like as an outsider looking in, I was like, I'm so happy for you. If anyone deserves this, it's you because you hustle too much on the work end and exposing yourself to the country that I was like, you found the one person. And so I was so excited and she's gorgeous and you guys make content together, which makes me like a little bit sad, but like happy at the same time. Cause I feel like you guys are like relatable. Like it's not, like it's funny content. Does that make sense? It's like, you guys yeah. aren't like trying to be like too cool for school. We we try. Don't we try not to take ourselves too seriously? She she certainly doesn't. But again, the thing is, is like, you know, the most, like the 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 greatest number of relationships that anyone in this world will ever have that won't fail is one. That's it. Like you can't have two successful relationships that never fail. I mean, I guess if you're like including like death and like you move on. <laughs> You know, and you're like, hey, the only reason it failed is because they died. Yeah. I found another great person, you know, but like short of that, they, they all fail until you find the one, you know. You got to um, weed it out almost. Yeah. It's like the and process. People, we, we beat ourselves up and we beat up our peers too much for and shame ourselves and we shame our friends. We mean like, oh, my God, they got it wrong so many times. It's like, well, at least they're shooting, you know. Uh, Did you always feel that way, though, when you were like even going through like your relationships before the bachelor after the, I'm sure like after the bachelor you were dating. Of of course not. I was just as kind of dumb as anyone else. Right. Because we, we spend all this time like either trying to emulate our parents or trying to emulate the shit we watch on TV. And, and we, if we expect that, like, you know, we're going to fall in love in our early twenties or even teens and, and, and have it be the rest of our life. And then it doesn't work out or we, we take a risk and we try to get engaged or we move in or even we get married and it doesn't work out and all of a sudden we feel like damaged goods and it's it's ridiculous but we we bring it on ourselves so uh again a lot of the, my perspective obviously is self-preservation right and 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 but i don't make i don't think it makes it any less true we spend a great deal of our 20s trying to live up to the expectations that we set for ourselves when we were teenagers 
which is kind of nuts because what the fuck do we know when we're teenagers? <laughs> um, but I yet- didn't even think about it like that. I always am like, when I was 16, I thought I'd be engaged at 23, yeah. like pregnant at 26. What the fuck did I know at 16? Yeah, yeah it's just like, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Because I'm disappointed 17-year-old me. I have a heart, you know, like somehow my 25th birthday was ruined because like 18-year-old me had all these expectations. Uh, but we do that. And um, I think most of our 20s is figuring, and especially nowadays, like it's just a different world than it was 30, 40 years ago. Uh, and we are maturing later in life. And so I think we waste most of our 20s trying to meet those kind of false expectations. And then I think we tend to mature later in our 20s and we find ourselves and we accept ourselves for who we are and we, we shame ourselves a little bit less and then uh, hopefully, you know, we, we are in a position to date. And everyone's different, right? Everyone matures at different ages and different perspectives. And Well, so do you think that girls do mature younger than uh, guys? Totally, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Without question. I mean, I, that's, that's why I now have the rule where I'm not going to date anyone younger than me um, because I just... It's just, I feel like it has to be fact at this. Yeah, well, it's a combination. There's exceptions to every rule. I think there's always, a, 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 I think, you know, because, you know, every time I give a relationship advice, there's always that one asshole who's just like, well, I had a friend, <laughs> blah, 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 or I, not for me. It's just like, I'm not, just, I'm not talking to you. It's not all about you. There's always exceptions to every rule. I think it's really important to, uh, to not always assume that you are exception. But also be aware that when you, when you are the exception, and not not to boast or brag, but to know that you are taking a risk. You know, uh, if you're dating someone who's you know younger than you or older than you, like just and, and what are the challenges that face? Are you in different stages of your life, or maybe it works out because you are in similar stages despite the age difference? You know, every time you are the exception of the rule, that means you're still fighting traditional norms, right? And which means that it might feel good now, but you might be opening yourself up for challenges down in the future. So it's just good to be self-aware of like what is your relationship and 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 not necessarily how it looks. And and I think you know I I certainly was guilty of that. You know, I had a relationship uh, in my twenties where I just I just thought we looked hot together. You know, I was. I thought we looked good together, and so did she. And we went to church together, and, you know, it was great. And, you checked uh, the boxes on paper. Oh, my God, yes. But we, we don't fall in love with resumes, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't even have a resume. I mean, I don't know if you do either with what we do. Quick break to talk to you guys about yoga. It's no secret that we're all juggling a lot these days. Jobs, families, budget, not to mention the emotional baggage of the last year. We've got to find a little time to take care of ourselves. We've all heard and read about the amazing benefits of yoga, of course. You know, there's increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus, etc. But many of us have tried yoga and never gone back or have been afraid to try it, which is weird. My cousin's afraid to try it because of, you know, it is it is intimidating. It, it could be an intimidating experience. But here's this. Enter Bulldog Yoga. Bulldog Yoga Online is about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Yeah, fun. And Bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, anyplace on your schedule. Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and set to great playlists meant to motivate and keep you smiling. When you're done, you'll be sweating, smiling, and have a great tune stuck in your head. There are choices for all levels from beginner to 
classes to heart-pumping workouts, and there are tons of class-length options to fit your schedule. Classes range from 12 to 60 minutes. I love this because I love sometimes getting full 60 minutes to myself, but then also, you know, getting that quick little 12-minute stretch in. And yoga just makes you feel so centered and stretched out and, like, flowing. It's, like, it's really something that no matter what workouts you do, you have to incorporate yoga into yours. So I'm absolutely obsessed with Bulldog Yoga because it's on my time and on my schedule, and it takes the stress out of working out on all fronts. You can try your first 30 days for free at Bulldog Yoga. You can try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. Use code MOOD for an additional 50% off your first paid month. Again, that's bulldogonline.com. Coupon code MOOD. Back to the podcast. Do you, I need to know when you said exceptions to every rule, the first thing that popped in my mind, do you believe how you get them is how you lose them in a sense of if they cheat on their significant other with you, but then decide to date you, are they going to cheat on you? Do you believe in an exception for that? Again, there's, sure, there's always exceptions, right? Uh, I think that's, I think it's a red, uh, that's a serious red flag. Like dark red, eh? It, well, it's dark red, especially if, like, yeah, especially if you're the person they cheated on with, right? And that means there's no grieving process, right? You know, they broke up. You know, it's interesting. Like, I, my very first girlfriend, right? We did it off and on for, I met her when I was 18, young, my first love, and I could never get over her. She broke up with me, I don't know, so many times, right? I broke up with her once in the middle and once at the end. But at the end, I broke up with her because I, I met someone else, the person I thought that looked good together. And, um, and now I didn't cheat on her, but I literally like one day, Hey, break up to like, Hey, I'm single now. And you know, again, I was really young and, and stupid, but it wasn't, I, I didn't stop thinking about my first girlfriend until a year and a half later and, until after we broke up because I never grieved. I never processed. I just kind of pushed it aside, you know, and this was like a, a six, seven year relationship that was such a big part of my life that I was forced to ignore because I had to like be in love with the new girlfriend and things like that. And so I only bring up that story just because, I mean, even, this, even if the person who's cheating, you know, they suck or whatever, they did it wrong, you know, if, and sort of them being a, a narcissist or just like not having any like empathy to like people, like they hopefully do feel some guilt or shame or, or, or feel bad about it. And even if they had, like, you know, even if they feel like they were justified, oh, like, oh, the person didn't love me, they ignored me, they didn't respect me, they were mean or cruel, I don't know, whatever it is, that's a lot of toxicity they're bringing into the relationship. You know, as far as will they cheat on you, like, I don't know, they've already displayed that that's how they, that's how they deal with their issues, right? They kind of, um, it could be uh, like an, an attached an attachment style or, or wages to like sabotage the relationship. But I would I would want to not like if I were in the per- if I were the person who's now dating the new person, and that's hard to do, right? Because you are you are part of the crime, so to speak. So it's hard for you to get righteous and be like, hey, before we move forward, I need to sit down and understand like. Do you understand how fucking shitty that was that you did the other person with me? Like, it's hard to play bad cop there, but I think you want, and like in the past, like if you meet someone who, you know, like you're, you're dating and you're like, hey, you know, I just, can I be honest with you? Like, you know, a few years back, I was dating a girl and I cheated on her and I fucking, I, you know, I, I know they say like once a cheater, always a cheater, but I just need to be honest with you because like I want you to know 
this is where I was at in my life. This is why I made the decision. This is what I realized about myself. This is, you know, I, I process this and I don't ever want to be that person again. And I think that's a, you know, fine. All right. People make mistakes. You can learn from it. Right. Right. Uh, we have to allow personal space and growth for people. Um, but yes, if you go from one to another, then they, the biggest red flag is they haven't really evaluated why they did what they did. So there's a good chance they'll do it again. Um, you know what? I'm gonna since you're my dating expert, I'm taking the I'm I'm taking that as written in stone. And I do want to go. I do want to ask you a few of the questions. I screenshotted a question that someone asked. Um, oh, this was so random that I just had to ask because I do this. So yes, it was selfish. That's why I screenshotted it. Someone said, "Do guys like when girls send a thank you text after the date?" Because a different podcast says no. What podcast said no? We met at Acme, which I thought oh. was a girl. <laughs> you know, I've been on a podcast. I consider um, her a friend. I don't always agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so confused. I thought it was so nice of me that I always say thank you. Unless I like, when I went to coffee why with that she, guy. Why does she say, why does she say it's bad? I don't know. It's just a, a, a Q&A I got. Someone just said, is guy... Do you guys not like it when we say thank you? And I always say thank you so much again. I had a great time. And I thought I was being so sweet and what are, so precious. What are, you, what are you, I mean, yeah, I definitely would not agree with, with Lindsay there. Um, it really depends on what you're trying to attract, right? Right. Uh, why wouldn't a, a, a nice guy who's into a girl appreciate a thank you? Hey, I had a really nice time. Look forward to seeing you. You know, when people ask, like, oh, like, how long should I wait? I'm like, fuck it. I don't know. If they had a really great time, they'll probably be pretty excited to, to see you. If this is a guy who's just, like, trying to line up a roster, then, you know, then, yeah. He, you might turn him off, but who gives a shit? Exactly. I you loved know? how you like, said on Instagram, you were like, everyone's annoying. Like, you're annoying. I just want saying. someone to like my most obnoxious self. And that's literally... Like exactly in a way more funny way of like my new standard for dating. It's like, cause I feel like we have like all these like, do guys like this? Do girls like this? Like so many people were like biggest turnoff. Like do guys really come back after breaking up with their girlfriend? And it's like, it's all about like them, them, them. And I'm like, literally baseline, you need to think I'm the shit. And like, I need to think you're the shit. And then we can get into that like deep trauma stuff later. Like I don't need to be impressing you totally. all the time. People are always just like, oh, what, you know, like is it too, when, when is it, when should I tell them that like, you know, I have a third leg or something or <laughs> you know, I'm a virgin. And, you know, get that question a lot. Obviously, you know, you know, if, if women are a virgin or even guys, if, if like in their, in their twenties, they get like, they feel like this obligation and I'm just like, you know, whatever, it's really, it's, it's you, but Listen, again, dating is hard, and, and first dates are interviews. Like, people are just like, well, I don't want it to be like an interview. It, I'm sorry, it is. It just is, and so is a second interview. And really, your only focus in a, on a first date is getting to know them. You, like, it is not your job to worry about them liking you. Your job is to make sure that they're worthy of your time. Like, your job is to find out, do you find them interesting? Do you think they, they are funny or good-natured? Do you think they're considerate or rude? Like, and you do that by asking questions. Now, if, it's the, if the date's going well, you're on a date who's also thinking about that as well. So they're, they're asking you questions, right? So you go on a date, and you're like, well, I'm the only one asking questions. Well, that's a sign that they're not that interested in getting to know you, right? What, I don't, what are they interested in? Who knows? Like, maybe they're just interested in getting out of the house. Maybe they're just interested in talking about themselves constantly. 
But like the questions people ask you or don't ask you are a great indicator that often people don't pay attention to. They're not paying attention to the questions that are being asked. I'm literally about to turn 27 and I just learned this. Like that's how like fucked up it is. And that's like how much I need a million TikToks a day for people to create to tell women this because it's literally like we just, I don't know why we don't think like that. I don't know if it, yeah. I, it's like totally a girl I, thing, I think, too, of like I, our it's standards. Definitely, I, you know, I, you know, certainly I've learned through questions with Nick around my podcast, the Ask Nick episodes, in terms of it's, you know, I, I definitely try to, when, it, when it's appropriate, I try to break down the double standards of like men versus women. Because like men and women do a, both equally a lot of shitty things you know, yeah. when it comes to dating. But when it comes to that particular thing, I think women are more guilty of, worrying about the, if the guy likes them. And I, there must be some kind of societal thing around. I mean, there's this whole thing about, like, you you know, women want this, they still want the guy to pursue them, right? You know, like women will be like, well, I, I prefer a guy to ask me. And it's like, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't think men care as much as uh, nowadays uh, as they've been told to believe. And, and it's fine if you want someone to pursue you. Just know that you are limiting your options, you know, like, it's like a weird, qual- like, you're not going to give a shit a year into the relationship who asked who first. Like, that is not going to be so a distinguishable true. character. Like, <laughs> what makes them great? You know, like, well, he, I don't know. He asked me out. That's what makes him great as a, as, a, as a husband. Like, no one cares about the meet cute anymore, right? Like, you shouldn't. Like, you can't. And if, if your whole relationship is based off of how you met, then you, you don't have a good relationship. But... You know, like you're going to limit your options uh, of of who you might date, you know, and, and just because like you want a guy who takes charge that you know, I, like I'm a guy who takes charge. And I still get nervous about like when I'm like attracted to people and I see them at the grocery store and it's like, fuck, sometimes it can be tough being a guy these days. You want to be respectful. You don't want to get in women's space. You don't want to like, you know, and so there's a lot of things going on. And so all I'm saying is if you see someone you're interested in, fucking say hi, you know? Uh, it's like, see- honestly, you almost realize how simple dating is because all you have to do is literally be yourself and put yourself out there. Like, you don't have to make anyone like you. The right person's going to like you. Maybe that's like a little, like, woo-woo of me, I guess. Cause, Not like, really. It's tough, right? Because our egos are involved. You're, yeah. Yes. Like, it's definitely easy to say, hey, just be yourself and the the... And it's true, right? Because if, you, if you're never yourself, if you're always focusing on pressing your date, then, then no one's really going to know who you are, let alone you, right? But when like they you, find out, that's yeah. when the relationship problems yeah. will start, ladies. Yeah. Stick your head out and be like, this is who I am. And listen, someone is into it. Someone. Someone. Maybe not the person you're trying to get to like you for quite a few years. But someone will be, and you got to stay strong. And it's, it's fucking hard. It's hard being single because, like, I feel like everyone, whenever I, when a girl, one of my girlfriends is like, oh, I, should I, like, make it exclusive with him? I'm like, well, do you want to go back to being single, which is essentially just, like, most of the time just trying to find a guy. Like, you have one right in front of you. They're like, well, he doesn't know about my stuffed animal collection. I'm like, that's on you, dog. That's on yeah. you. Like, you're 25 with a stuffed animal collection. If you don't tell him soon, I will. Like... Yeah. You know what I is mean? It it's, weird? it's a lot. Yes, but like everyone you, has their weird. Is it like, bizarre? A hundred percent. Is she I, sitting in my dining room? Yes. Did we have this conversation last night? Absolutely, Nick. But, but is it crazy how many people are 
in relationships, like they're in committed, serious relationships, and like they are afraid to let their partner know who they are. It's fucking like, terrifying. Every, every day they wake up and they're just like, I don't, and they can't be themselves. You know, they're just and like they're high. It's, it's a sad way to live, and it's it gets it gets very heavy, and you can't carry that for yeah. for a and long time. You start projecting, and you get mad, and you're just like, you know, you've changed. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh no, I actually was this way the whole time. I yeah. just like stopped pretending I wasn't. Yeah. So if you had to say before we wrap up, like your like fucking tagline slogan of like Nick's number one dating advice. That Lauren might use for a quote card on Instagram. It's tough. It's tough. One thing is that the quote. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you like, if you made me just pick one, uh, I would like. You know, dating's fucking hard. I mean, I yes, yes, it's hard. You know, people like I hate. You know, I, I try to find the the good moments in it. Right. Um, it, it can be fun. Like you can have moments of fun. Getting to know people is fun. Like, if you treat dating like just an adventure, that could be fun with highs and lows. You know, you'll have your bad dates. You'll tell your friends. You'll laugh. You know, assuming everyone's safe, right? You put yourself in safe situations. And, and uh, you know, bad moments make for awkward moments. It can make for great an- anecdotal stories. But, you know, just enjoy the adventure uh, of it all. You know, as they say in The Bachelor, The Journey. And... Um, just just focus on finding one and, and realize that hopefully we all like live a long time and we can't predict tragedy, you know, and um, yeah, knock on wood. And if that is the case, get it right, man. And, and uh, don't be so quick to settle early on. I don't care. You're, you should always people don't evaluate uh, their dates or their partners enough. You know, no, literally, it's all. I think the moment you start to realize the stakes aren't that high and it's just fun and yeah. you actually have fun, it's great. And I do have yeah. horrible stories. I we mean, should, I have a month's uh, worth of stories yeah. now. We should protect... Uh, we, wait, what is it? we should always be evaluating our relationships, all of our relationships, unless you're married. And if you're married, then your focus should be on protecting the the marriage but like i don't know how much protecting you should be doing with someone you've been dating and living with for a year you know if there are red flags out there instead of ignoring them you know like you should evaluate you know i don't know is this forever i still got an out you know you can always move out you can always like you can always break up and and always break a lease like think of all the you, you have the world in front of you you're only 26 you know you get the rest of your life. 26 and three quarters. <clears throat> yeah. You have a chance to, to get it right. And you know what? I don't even know the relationship or him, but like it wasn't right. It, it wasn't, wasn't right. right. It, 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 because it, it, it ended. But the good news is like the, the good part for you, like I'm a fighter too. And like there, there, there's good, good, good and bad to all our personalities. But the good part for yours is it's easier not to have regret. You know, like I'm the same way in my early relationship, uh, like, my, I was always the fighter, and uh, and I definitely stayed in relationships longer than I should, and I probably waste a little bit of time. But I'll tell you what: when we broke up, I had no regrets. Like yeah. I knew I fought, I fought hard, um, and that's a, that's a good quality to have. 
Thank you so much, Nick, for being on this week's episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to follow us. You can follow Nick at Nick Vile. And make sure to keep up with everything Mood at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. And just me, at Lauren Elizabeth. And I'll see you guys next week. Boost your mood in the meantime. Bye.